everybody. As promised, I'm back with Jen Engel-Smith, psychotherapist and shaman. Um, everybody loved this interview last time, and we just didn't have time to get to some of the super juicy stuff, including um, time jumping, parallel realities, our multidimensional selves. So um, I have Jen with us today, and we're going to start right in on uh, parallel realities and if you want to, first of all, welcome. It's so good to see your beautiful face again. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Regina. It's just such a, a pleasure to be with you and your audience. I got so many emails from folks, and you have such a lovely audience. Oh, they're the engaged best. And, you know, really with it in a lot of ways. And their, their questions were high quality and their need. It was, it was nice to engage with them. I feel super grateful to have such an amazing uh, group of people that follow this work. So yes, I completely get that. So we're going to start out with uh, parallel realities. And I would like to toss out one experience. It kind of haunted me for a long time because I couldn't figure it out. And only parallel realities, it seems, would be able to answer to it. And this was it. Now this is kind of strange, right? (laughs) Every time something amazing happened in life, like uh, something unexpected or a project got the green light and it was like, yes, I get to do this thing, where it was a big yes, there was another me that was sitting off to the side and it was visceral. I could feel every bit of it with my eyes closed, kissing whoever my lover was. And it was this bathed in light, beautiful, golden environment where I was kissing this person with this extreme joy. And it was as though I was living in two places in that moment. And that's happened throughout my life. But I couldn't, I had my eyes closed. I could never see who the person was. So let's launch off on some speculation (laughs) there and some of your own stories and what's going on. Well, this first started for me uh, a few years ago. And just to give you a little bit of a background so that people have an understanding how I approach things in life. Um, I have a background in science. I had my undergraduate in biology and chemistry. And then I taught high school biology for about 10 years. And then I got my graduate work in psychotherapy and then in shamanism and energy medicine. So I always have kind of like this science back edge that I'm looking at the abilities to heal and things like that. And I've been dabbling and reading about quantum physics for years, just absolute years. Anyway, I was walking down the road. I was on this property, this land that I use every year for a big retreat. And I've walked this road hundreds of times. And I was going down the road with this man named Terry, and we came to this uh, little bridge where there's a stream going underneath it. And I looked at him and I said, Terry, where did these boulders come from? And he just sort of laughed at me and he says, well, Jan, do you want the geological explanation on that? <laughs> or, you know, and I realized it was kind of a goofy question. But there is these giant boulders there that were, you know, the size of cars type of thing. And in my line of work in shamanism and energy medicine, when you have these great big things like that, that are in nature, they're usually the grandmothers or the grandfathers of the area or the gatekeepers. And it would be very typical that I would say hello to them. 
maybe even give them an offering since I'm doing ceremony on that particular land. Jen, is the point um, in part that these hadn't been there before, these giant boulders? I hadn't noticed them. I hadn't noticed them. All of a sudden I said, Terry, where did these boulders come from? And again, the, the thing of it was is that they had such a statement to me that I would have paid attention to them just as when I noticed them, I was like, whoa, hello. You know, how are you? Greetings. I'm Jan. You know, thank you. You know, and I would have made a big deal out of it, which I then did for the next five years. Every time I was walking by them, I would kind of fool around. I've got that bit of a personality where I was also having fun with them. You know, sorry, I didn't see you last time. But anyway, I was just going on with these boulders. So two years ago, I'm walking down the road with another person. And we came to the same place. And I looked at her and I said, Colleen, where's the boulders? And she said, what boulders, Jan? And I said, the boulders that I have been making a big deal out of for the last five years with Terry. And she said, there's no boulders here, Jan. And right then I knew, I knew. Now, how I came to this conclusion might be different how some people come to conclusions, but for myself in the work that I do, I knew that the spirits were showing me parallel realities. In one reality, there are boulders there. And in another very similar, but yet different reality, the boulders aren't there. And those were the markers that they were trying to catch my attention with. And boy, did they catch my attention. Because from that moment on, that was about two years ago, I have been very much dabbling and experimenting with how do you move from from one reality into the other and what are the benefits of it, especially around healing. Obviously, when you're talking about something the size of a Volkswagen, boulders the size of a Volkswagen, um, you're not going to miss them. And this is a phenomenal story. And I would like you to begin kind of unpacking how you came to view this phenomena. And then I'd like you to comment on that lifelong phenomena that I shared at the beginning. Well, the unpacking of it is, is involved. Okay, I'm a healer. And when I experience things, I'm always putting it into the context of how this is usable for others to be well. Because you could look at a boulder, or you could say tumor in one lifetime, not a tumor in the other. Poorness or prosperity in, or lack of prosperity in one lifetime, prosperous in another, whatever the case may be, there are components to this information that can be applied to every person. And the, and the, the gift in it is, is how do we as healers, as well as just human beings, learn how to shift from one dimension or parallel reality to the other. Because in shamanism, there is this understanding, as well as in quantum physics, that there are multiple versions of you in 
every single possibility that exists. And now we're understanding in in both quantum uh, physics as well as my form of shamanism, how do we then move into those realities where things are going better for ourselves, where we have this better version of ourselves that we are able to tap into. As far as your story is concerned, I think it's kind of kooky, I know, but <laughs> well, it's but there's an element to it that I think is is right spot on, and that is one of the things that people don't understand is that when you move into a desired reality, there's a feeling there, usually a feeling like if you were to get everything that you ever wanted in your life, Regina, what would that feel like? And it can feel very much like that love or that anticipation, that passion of that intimate kiss. All right. Mm-hmm. So they're showing you a feeling. And then there, you also described it like this light is shining on you where you just landed the deal. And, and they're showing you the feeling that it goes along. Like, I think that they weren't necessarily contrasting realities, but they were giving you an element of where you want to go in your broadcast of your feelings to be able to keep achieving what it is that you desire. Oh, that's that's a really interesting take because in our last conversation, and if you if for whoever's watching this, if you haven't seen it, please go back and watch my first conversation with Jen from several months ago. Um, because you talked a lot about feelings versus emotions, and you and I are in sync on virtually all of this about the feeling of something which is intrinsically different than a re- an emotion. So maybe just to reiterate, using that example, I was being shown or experiencing in beside myself, so to speak, a feeling, and then talk about what this does in terms of being able to move between dimensions, to move to the more, uh, yes, prosperous aspect of or dimension of self. How does that work? Well, you have to realize that everything in the universe is a frequency of vibration. Okay, it all has its own frequencies of vibration, including you and including feelings. If you are feeling depressed and sad and unworthy, those have a particular vibrational quality to them. And if you're wanting prosperity and great relationship and love and all these different things, that has a particular frequency to it. Those frequencies have to match to get what you want, just like the radio frequencies have to match. If you're trying to tune into 92.3 and you keep hovering around 89.0, you're not not a match. So if you have this desire to move into this reality where these other things exist, it's like you have to be the frequency to get over there. Yeah, dead on. What a perfect way of explaining it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I think that that's, again, what the imagery that you were picking up on, it was showing you your frequency that 
brought you into alignment. There, mm-hmm. there was passion there. There was tenderness. There was excitement. There was intimacy. There was safety. All of those things are in, to me anyway, how I would describe a, a beautiful kiss from someone that you love. Yes, and the interesting thing is uh, that in that reality, in that feeling or experience, I would give myself to that completely with my eyes closed, which is very similar to how I do life in a sense. I will say yes and I'll jump. I remember when we were doing really deep meditative you know, exercises in this group once upon a time, I'd always be the first one to jump, not knowing what was out there under, under what, what might end up under my feet. And it's the same thing with jumping into life with a sense of, yes, I'm all in, not knowing exactly what it looks like, how the details are going to line up, but the sense that it's right to say yes and be all in. So I don't think it was... Um, it's been an accident that my eyes were closed while experiencing all of this goodness. In shamanism, we always talk about closing the eyes opens the heart. Mm-hmm. And that the eyes actually lie to you. They lie to you about a reality that you think you're seeing and you think is real. And when you close the eyes, you move into a truth that you totally understand, which is in, I think what you're saying and saying, yes. In fact, at Lightsong, the the school that I founded in the healing center, Lightsong School of 21st Century Shamanism, our motto is, I say, yes, I am willing and I am available. And when you go through life and you say those types of things, it's like, open doors of opportunity because you have to be willing. You have to be saying yes to things. If you keep saying no to life, you're going to stay stuck with exactly where you are recreating the difficulties that you're always having because you're not moving forward following your divine purpose or the callings of your heart at whatever level those are. That is so right on. Um, Let's talk about, because we're all going to weave this toward the story of how we can utilize this knowledge and experience in healing. And, you know, we're we're just talking about the intriguing elements of it that we've always had a hard time getting our minds around. And I want to go to time jumping next, which I have talked uh, with uh, Cynthia Sue Larson about before, and you have your own take on it. And people are just so intrigued with this topic. And we'll go into it, but ultimately we're leading into the notion of flat out field of quantum physics and shamanism and where healing and all of that meets. So let's take the angle of time jumping now. Okay. And I want to supplement it with another story. Sure, please do. And Cynthia Sue and I have been having a blast lately because <laughs> I love it. We've been just sharing stories and having so much fun together and really talking the same language of how this quantum physics and quantum shamanism is actually helping the world and its potentials and helping more and more people. And you're both scientifically oriented. So I'm imagining it's a really lovely level of conversation. You both have this really clean energy. I'd love to be a fly on the wall or maybe have you both on at the same time one time. That might be cool. 
Yeah, it would be very cool. We have a good time together. But anyway, let me let me back up a little bit and because all of these things can blend together, but I want people to realize the potentials that are here. So when I first started my career back uh, in my psychotherapy career, I was in my early 30s. And one of my first assignments or my first jobs was working in the disassociative ward in a mental hospital. And I was working primarily with um, multiple personality disorder or dissociative identity disorder. And the person that I was working with was uh, the doctor there, the main doctor of that particular section of the hospital, was from Africa. And he was bringing in some very non-conventional types of healing modalities that we were working with with the the, um, patients. And it caught the media attention because it was quite cutting edge. And we had a panel of discussion of people as well as some demonstrations for the public and for different doctors coming in from different modalities. So one of our patients had um, cerebral palsy in one expression of himself. Now in cerebral palsy, there's deformity as well as muscle atrophy and various things like that. And so we had a physician from a different hospital come in and do measurements on this person. And he declared that absolutely these muscles and these bones were completely deformed and, you know, kind of gave his diagnosis. Another patient was completely blind with a heavy blue film over his eyes. And we also had another physician come in and do uh, eye examinations on him and, yes, declare that there was absolutely no uh, indication that that eyeball was even alive to be able to register light. And then we had another doctor that was a little bit, excuse me, another patient that was a little bit harder to um, do an eval on because he was a heart surgeon in one of his um, altars. But anyway, during this discussion, we then ask for a different personality to come out in all of these people. And the person with cerebral palsy turned into this kind of upstanding, almost athletic looking man. The other one became, the blinded person became completely sighted. And the heart surgeon sort of was more of a posturing and kind of looked more like a a street person with a very low vocabulary and various things like that. Now, I had no shamanic training at this time, but what I realized right then as I was working with these people, and I, I was seeing these types of things every day, but we were doing this display to the media and some of the things that we were working on, I realized that healing is instantaneous. There's some sort of way 
that we can actually heal physically, because these were physical, at least the first two of them were physical changes in these people that were measurable. Okay, they, they had diagnoses that were measurable. Now, how in the world did this happen? It's still unexplainable according to regular psychotherapy. You know, we know that there's trauma and that there's, you know, a different identity that presents and various things like that. But what if you looked at it from the view of, or the lens of multiple dimensions or time jumping, some of those things, where in one version of them, they were in the state of cerebral palsy. And in another version of them, they were completely normal and fit. What that did for me then as a young woman, and then eventually getting into uh, shamanism and energy medicine, is I never doubted the reality that healing, physical healing, as well as mental and emotional healing could be instantaneous. I never doubted that because I saw it with my own eyes. And so I was able to take that into my healing practice. How do we then obtain it in a regular session? Because these people obviously had some sort of trauma that they were um, moving away from because with every reality, there's a data bank of memories associated to it. And they were able to move away from the memories. Okay, completely away. How do we, how do we duplicate that in the office? So anyway. Interesting. Yeah, that's fascinating. And, and um, in my own life, um, Stephen Ross, who I, whom I've interviewed a few times for Gaia and also my side, I, I just love Stephen. He's, he's a healer, extraordinaire, and very low-key, doesn't talk about it too much, but people that know he does it, contact him. And he had uh, taught me this particular technique because his guidance was telling him it was time for me to begin using my abilities again. And, and not surprisingly, about a day and a half after he told me this, a close friend had a stroke. Um, so uh, without getting into all the details, I, having taken this simple, simple procedure, which I thought, which appeared to me to be a collapse from one of your realities, almost like a time collapse. But what I'm hearing you say is it's more of a multidimensional collapse from one potential of you, which is healthy, alive, and perfected, to the one that's having this issue in this moment. And it was a matter of collapsing those in a flash of light into one, taking the damaged aspect and collapsing it into the perfected reality. And each time I did this for someone, usually in dramatic circumstances, it seemed to simply stop and reverse what had begun, because a couple times it had to do with stroke, another time an elderly person falling all the way down a set of stairs and being air vacked out, and by the time they got there, what? What happened? There was nothing there, nothing wrong. And so that literally would be indicative of exactly what you're talking about. But the point is, as the facilitator, it was so simple, but there were a couple of caveats, which was they said, once you, once you do this, once you facilitate this, 
Don't look at it again. Don't ask questions and don't doubt it. So let's go into the implications of, um, on a very useful level, everything I, I just shared with you. Sure. Well, you've, you've nailed it on the head <laughs> with the talking about it. Because what the way that I'm seeing is, is that there is actually a shift into a parallel reality where those things were not present. Mm-hmm. You talk about things, you bring it, 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 we're constantly shifting realities. Okay, this is not, this is not odd. This is normal. We're doing it every day throughout the day. And so let's move away a little bit from the extraordinary stories to the normal stories. So pe- the audience might be able to relate like, oh, I've never had anything like that happen. Well, how about have you ever lost anything? Oh boy, these <laughs> that's a good one. Every one of us can relate to that. Yeah, you've set something down. Like for me, one of my stories, I'll, it was so profound. I set these keys down on my sofa. I walked away, went to go get them. They weren't there. So, you know, I'm putting my hands around the sofa, can't find them. Then I'm pulling all the cushions off the sofa, you know, like, and put my hands down, you know, where are the keys? Couldn't find them. Then I'm doing the house search. <laughs> yep. Every place in the house, in the garage. Where are the keys? Where are the keys? Come back into the living room or into the, you know, living room a couple, maybe a half hour later, they're right there in the middle of the couch. Yes. Okay. That makes you think you're crazy. That stuff is crazy. We discount it. We go, that's weird. Yeah. (laughs) And then we discount it. Like, instead of going, what just happened? Because we don't have the vocabulary. We don't have the, the, the consciousness in our, in our collective that really is able to explain these things. Right. So we just discount them. Or how about the socks in the dryer? Oh, (laughs) yeah. Oh, oh, the sock hole in space. (laughs) Where do they go? You know, like, do you have a vent that's full of socks? (laughs) No, but they go somewhere. Okay, where do they go? And so these are questions that, everybody could be saying to themselves and and every person listening to this could reflect back someplace in their life here's another big one for me have you ever been with somebody that you shared an event with and then you're with this person and they're telling what happened and you're listening to them going god i don't i don't remember it that way at all yes okay what if there are different realities. They have a version of it that they remember, and you have a version of it in your reality that you remember. Now, the thing that I loved about this was everybody gets to be right. <laughs> because I would really notice this with my kids. Like they would tell stories of their experience that I was there, and I was like, what planet are you on? But I didn't want to make them wrong. I didn't want to, you know, correct them and say you're wrong because I just didn't want to do that. But everybody can relate to that. They can. And this is a, yes, and it's such a gracious way to look at it to think none of us are crazy. 
maybe we're simply having a, a, a different experience because we tend to say, no, that's not what, especially when people get into arguments about recounting something, that is not what happened, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and, and then you've got happen. an argument going on. Yeah. How productive is that? Like, why, right. why are we even doing that? Instead of looking at the possibility of possibly that is the way that they experienced it and you are in a different dimension because remember dimensions are the same but different they're very multiple dimensions will have a quality that's different like my boulders they're not there now a lot of people would go down that road and never notice never notice Okay, and we go through life that way. We go through life really not noticing these little markers that are there all the time, but we're just not paying attention to it, or we don't have a way to explain it, so we discount it. To me, this is, um, I think it's really important to understand simply because the issue of sanity comes up over and over. As you say, I'm losing things. It's like, it was right here. Um, I, I'll just share a really brief one. I had um, a pair of golden earrings, uh, gold hoops. I, I wear quite a bit. And um, I was at Gaia uh, changing in my office and getting ready to go on set. And it was later I noticed my earring was missing. Um, and so I couldn't find it. I looked everywhere. It should have been on the floor where I had dressed and the clothing pulled it off my ear. That would have been most likely. Nonetheless, I couldn't find it anywhere. It was gone. And then literally four months later, now the people came in, the cleaning crew, and cleaned the office every night. Four months later, there it is lying right in the middle of the floor when I arrived there, which I'm not there all the time, obviously, right in the middle of the floor in my little you know, kind of partial, uh, shared office space. So yeah, I mean, example that makes you crazy. It's tons and tons of stories like that, mm-hmm. that are absolutely valid that we, again, haven't had an explanation about. But what if we start entertaining this idea of parallel realities? And, you know, it's in, it's in the movies now. There are so many films Mm -hmm. coming out or have come out with these types of ideas. And you know that when the films have it, that it's a big broadcast. Right. And the whole thing with consciousness and being able to manifest is it needs to be a little bit in the collective. It needs to be in the collective, not a little bit, before we can really start bringing it into our everyday usage. Yes. I believe that this whole thing with jumping timelines and quantum physics and parallel realities is coming in to be of use because I'm very invested in what I call, what I was calling, I'm not calling it that anymore, what I was calling the creation of the new earth, a place where there's unification, collaboration, support, all of these things where people are living in harmony. And what the spirits have been saying to me, and they're going, you don't have to manifest this. It already is there. It's right there. You just have to move your awareness, your consciousness into it. 
And I was like, oh, that's right. And so I've been practicing little tiny things. Like when I when something is not uh, like if I, I've misplaced something, let's say now I'll walk out of the room and I'll just say, okay, I'm moving into the reality that it's there. And I'll step back in and sure enough, it's there. It can be that quick. But there's a lot of internal things going on with me too that also need to be noted in kind of the things that we were talking about earlier. Where is my belief system? How do I live my life? Where is my frequency of vibration that I normally am carrying? Is it in alignment with what I'm asking to happen? Right. And this is where honesty and self-evaluation is really important. Um, And also patience, because I think as human beings, we want to rush all of this and think, oh, if it can be done and it's that easy, I want to do it now. But like you say, there are so many little kind of adjustments that might need to be made. For someone else, it might be they're already there and you can pop right in. And one shouldn't devalue oneself just because it doesn't happen instantly if it's a matter of going through the due diligence of seeing about, as you say, right alignment. So maybe you could explain to people you know, how one goes about that. And also, let's use another example of conflict. Again, like I talked about earlier, we did it, this is what happened. No, this is what happened. When you're in conflict with a person, how can you do kind of a cold stop on that and shift that to a different reality? Absolutely. That's a fabulous question. Conflict is just going to give you more angst and discord inside of yourself. It just doesn't work. And if it did work, we would have had world peace a long time ago. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Truly. And you would have had peace in your families or whatever a long time ago. Okay, It just doesn't work. And it's an old, outdated system that I don't think is in alignment with where we actually want to move into as individuals that are trying to make a difference in humanity and on the planet. So I think that it can be as simple as what you're saying. When you find yourself in that place, you do have to have an internal system that says, stop, it doesn't matter. And then for myself, I think, well, what would I rather feel towards this person? I'm in conflict with them right now. I would rather feel inside of myself great love and to see this person and to feel this person in my world as being somebody that is truly magnificent. I'm able to see like their core or their essence or their soul. And I think that 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 ability to do that helps you change internally because it doesn't matter what you're doing on the outside. You can say, oh yes, my relationship is fine, but be feeling like you don't trust them, you don't like them, there's something about them that that is bugging you. That is your frequency of vibration that you're broadcasting. And that you can't trick energy. That is the key. You can't trick it. You cannot say one thing and feel another and get where you want to go. 
You are so right on. Um, let me bring up something as maybe a potential here. Uh, and that is to try to shift things quickly. If you should find conflict ratcheting up, might being able to do a, a stop inside yourself, even amidst all of the noise, and go into even a position of gratitude for something you do or have appreciated about this person, some kind of beauty or strength in them, even, even if the words are still flowing around you, might that be a quick and easy access point because gratitude has such a high frequency to it? Absolutely. And if you can't find anything about that person, what are you grateful for in life? Mm -hmm. Frequency of vibration is frequency of vibration. It doesn't matter what it's attached right, to. Right, right. Okay. For me, I have this goofy little thing and my students always laugh at me because when something approaches me that I I don't want to accept, I just go cancel, cancel, cancel. I put yeah. my, <laughs> on my third eye. I've done this in doctor's offices like, nope, I'm not receiving this. <laughs> you know, they just got to look at me. But it's like, I am just, declaring. And that's another thing that I wanted to say uh, to you, Regina, about how I see you working, is that you're making declarations at times to the universe. You have a strong declaration of presence that you are using, which that declaration moves you into the reality that that is so. Like there's... There, I believe that the universe is also working with that voice of inner authority, not outer authority, but mm -hmm. inner authority that puts you in the situation that you need to then be put into or you desire to be put into. There's this, I declare this. And I have watched that in healing things personally. I've heard stories where people say, no, you know, this is, this is what's going to happen. And boom, it just shifts. And I hear that in you when you're speaking. I, I think I so. I, I think there is a, um, I don't understand it per se, but a level of kind of oddly self-confidence, even if I'm nervous that I can't pull something off, yeah. it still feels like a yes. And I think in all of us, when you feel that yes inside you, again, like I stated earlier, you don't have to know how it's going to come together and the mechanics and the pieces. It's this general, as you say, feeling of inner authority. Yes, that is what I choose to do, right? Right. And going back to your other question about how to help people with this, I think yes. people need to have a general understanding of how energy works. And of course, I'm a healer, so I, I create these things. So I would say I have these types of things for those people that are interested. Yes. I actually have a, a webinar, a live webinar that's called Recreate Yourself. And it doesn't have anything to do with shamanism or, um, you know, the, the ceremonial things that I have used personally in my life. But I, I was looking at what are the energetic components that people need to understand to actually recreate themselves in the version that they ultimately want to be in. And so this webinar goes through those steps, those basic understandings about how energy works, how the belief system works, 
how frequency of vibration works so that you can then, when you have this understanding, you can apply it to any section of your life that you desire. And it, it really is going along with this whole entire conversation. We're talking about things that we're taking it into this wowza place. Right. But anybody can get there if you understand how energy works. There are some Absolutely. things you need to do. You're, you, you can't just get there by saying, okay, I want to be there. It takes some inner understanding of how you're operating because actually the world is a reflection of how you're operating on the inside. And people need to understand that. And when you can get your inner self in alignment and knowing how to maneuver that and how to do that in a, in a good way and in a, in a way that is benefiting you so that, so that you're happy. I, I gauge thing on happiness. How, how happy are you? What kind of life are you having? doesn't matter how you get there, what your belief system is as far as what your likes and dislikes are, but are you happy and f- feeling fulfilled throughout your life? And so that's why I did recreate because I thought, well, not everybody's interested in shamanism. Not everybody's interested in psychotherapy, but most people are interested in how to create a good life for themselves. And so I did it in that type of layman's terms that anybody can understand. And sometimes it's really just the tiniest things in life um, that can shift your frequencies. And um, I have a couple really silly things I do with, if I just kind of need to get a, a kind of raw materialistic bump upward. Um, I love to go to Trader Joe's. I know all the people, I know all the people there. I buy a lot of flowers there. So I'm looking at all the new colors that have come in and yeah, you know, hi, Chris. Hi, Joe. Um, and they have their little sampling station. And one of the, one of the regular, um, employees that uh, full-time employees there for many years said, wow, I just saw you yesterday. I said, yeah, I look for reasons to forget things so I can come back because this is my happy place. <laughs> That's right. That's right. There, there's, there's so much information in that story that you just shared that is completely in alignment with some of the things that we're talking about. And it's that that level of what you're seeking inside and how you're then doing things that then are having an overall absolute effect on what you're manifesting in your life. Mm -hmm. And it can be as simple as finding joy in saying hello to these people that you um, enjoy and encounter. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I find that an oscillation is important. If I know I have something very task-oriented to do, something that's not particularly pleasant, like paperwork, which I'm absolutely atrocious at, I'll let it pile up and then now it's overwhelming monster on the table (laughs) and I have to file everything. And I do, I get around to it. Everything's in their filing books and so forth. But when I know I have something like that waiting me, waiting for me, I'll always plan something, anything, whether it's to maybe bake something for someone or something pleasant that makes me happy and puts me in my little happy spot um, afterward, or whether it's to go to some wonderful place in nature or a lovely coffee shop or something. Um, I find that 
in order to keep my baseline frequencies up, there's always this oscillation between uh, duty and whatever needs to be done and then the things that I absolutely want to do. Back every single day. I mean, there's almost never a day that goes by that I don't find something that's going to give me an uplift or charge to indulge in to make sure my I feel those frequencies in that day. So as a listener to your story, a question that I would have to myself that might be a listener's question is, what if I don't have time for that? So my answer to that is, just think of high-frequency words. Sit there and think of as many high-frequency words as you can say. Brilliant, True. magnificent, stellar, beautiful, stunning, dazzling, love, appreciation, gratitude. What's happening to you right now, Regina, as I'm saying those? Right. It automatically infects you with those higher frequencies. You can't actually embrace those words and not go into that frequency range unless you're not saying them authentically, unless you're just kind of I think you dragging them through. Say them because I, and I hear what you're saying, but I can be in a slump and I can say those words and all of a sudden I'm sitting up, <laughs> my chest is coming out, my shoulders are going back. And for myself, I... That's the first thing I do as I'm pulling out of the driveway in my car is I start saying those words as I'm beginning my drive. And it's like, it's like the world opens up so that I can move through. It's amazing. I love it. Yeah, because you're lightening the whole field around you. Uh, it's the word stellar, even just thinking about something you're doing in that moment. Oh, that is stellar. You know, it just, that whoosh upward. That is, thank you for sharing that with us because it's so immediately accessible, even if you only have two seconds of free time, as you said. I love it. Say it before you're walking into a meeting. You know, yeah. any time that you are, say it before you answer the phone. When you're, you're, absolutely very consciously affecting the fields that you wish to participate in. Yes. And that's what you're doing. Mm -hmm. So now again, all of this comes back to frequency and just to kind of bring it all together, you say shamanism is bringing together the forces of quantum physics and simply focusing them through that particular lens. But any one of us can focus them through the lens that works for us as well, right? Absolutely. Shamanism is, is a passion that I have. It's where I've spent you know, almost three decades in, in working, and I'm fascinated with it. But I will say it's my version of shamanism. Yes. The light song version. I don't think that all shamanisms work from this cosmology. It's one that I have adapted. In fact, I actually changed the name of our school to 21st century shamanism, looking for, like, how do I express what I'm doing now compared to how it was done centuries ago. And now I'm moving into the idea, it's actually quantum shamanism. And because I am looking at frequencies of vibration, I am constantly in this uh, uh, monitoring my own frequency. 
and knowing how that then affects what realities I'm going to be working in. Because if you if you really take it into shamanism and into quantum physics, you realize that you are an energy system first and foremost. Yes. This body is is insignificant in the big picture. And when you can relate to that and when you can feel that divinity that you actually are, that you are divine, and I know that that's a stretch for a lot of people to feel, but I believe that that's your core. And I also believe that that's what made my healing practice so successful is because I was able to see that in people. Just as you were saying earlier, I could see that in people. I, I didn't even see their ailment or the thing that was causing them conflict or discord. I just saw their radiance and their truth and their beauty. And then we just moved into that and the healings then took place. Well, I'm a fan of uh, what you do um, in terms of just bringing that, this kind of light and accessibility um, into the world. To We don't have to look at parallel realities and time jumping as spooky things rather than just a native aspect of our being. And if we stop to think about the fact we're, there is virtually no material to us, we are not material by nature. We somehow can touch and sense and feel through the sensory system ourselves, but that's the great mystery. How's that even possible when we're nothing but space on an atomic level? There's nothing there. There are almost no particles. <laughs> so here we are. That means we are open energy fields that can be impressed upon, uh, persuaded, manipulated, um, filled up with whatever it is that we choose to fill our fields with. And it can, like you say, just like a snap, it can change so quickly into another frequency band of a higher order, or if we get tripped up of a lower order too, right? That's true. It can go either direction. Right. And we can see versions of ourselves where we were not working in our highest order. Yes. That's a version that I wish to move away from and stay away from. <laughs> you and me both. <laughs> so Now, is your site still lightsong.net or is there, is that's good? Yes. And, and recreate is on the front page. It's it's um, something that again is there for everybody, no matter where you are located in the in the United States. Um, we have a school. We have I have podcasts. I have a lot of free things too for people that are, are available. But I think I think the most important thing, Regina, is that people, if they're not there, or even no matter where you are in your awareness to these things you make you say yes to moving into more possibilities and to learning more because knowledge is is a power it's a self empowerment in a lot of ways we we have so much available now to people that is helpful and we can call that knowledge like you're 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 gaining knowledge and intelligence around how some of these things work, which will then provide for you effect. It will, it will help you get where you want to go. And, you know, I always say I have all of these things available to people, but you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. Yeah. You know, it's just like, okay, but here it is. And I, you know, the name for this is 
recreate yourself seven truths for guaranteed success. I mean, that's a guarantee. If you do these things, you will experience transformation. You you can't help it. Even listening to us talk, people are experiencing transformation because it inspires them that there's possibility for them. Absolutely. And I think one of the big stumbling blocks to humanity all throughout our human history has been really one, well, two things, time, the illusion of time that something's just taking too long to manifest. So we give up. And the other one is the fear of the unknown. And just to understand there are so many infinite possibilities. They can't all be known. We have to be comfortable (laughs) with knowing we may not know, but if we can simply feel and tend and, and, and focus, and as you say, kind of claim how we wish to feel, things will start lining up. That's right. That's right. And it, it, if you have a, a guide or a direction, if somebody is prompting you, it helps you get to those inner things of what you really want. You can look at what you don't have. Like so many people, let's say even in the place of prosperity, you know, they're living paycheck to paycheck or their credit cards are maxed out or they don't have the relationship with their their loved ones that they wish they did or they don't have the job that they wish they did. All of these things are causing you to feel discord or unsatisfied in your life somewhere. And with a a guide of some sort, we can get in and help you look at those things and then give you actual tools in how to recreate or how to do things differently with just some understandings of how energy works. And if you do it this way, this puts this energy into motion versus what you're doing, which put, you know, and they can be very simple, but yet with the guidance you have success with it where lots of times when you're doing things on yourself, you give up a little bit too, too quickly. And life is a process of becoming. (laughs) (laughs) It is indeed. And I would guess that you're a very skilled guide. I haven't worked with you personally, but I'm planning on it. And I can just tell from everything I've learned from you along the way that you have an incredible sense of maturity, sensitivity, love, and wisdom that can help people, um, become kind of calmer and accepting about the plight they find themselves in. So I just want to thank you for being so open-minded that you allowed yourself to notice the things around you and begin taking these uh, notions such as uh, parallel realities and jumping time and so forth into consideration so that you can help other people grok that in their own lives. So again, I know that you're always learning and you're always open-minded and that's something I really respect in another human being. So I want to thank you. Yeah, I just, I'll just absorb that all in and say big thanks. I, I'm, I'm, I'm pleased. My goal in life is to help people be well. That's always been my goal since I was a child, and I'm constantly looking for cutting edge things. I'm a results oriented person, and I want results. I don't do anything that is not going to have some sort of ability to show good results. And yeah. so thank you. I appreciate that. 
Good. Well, we'll sign off for this time. I thank you for your time, Jan. And then uh, down the road, we'll get together again because this is an ongoing conversation. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. You're welcome. My pleasure. Again, everybody, as you heard us talk about earlier, you can go to lightsong.net to connect with all of Jen's podcasts, with her live streaming events, and everything else. There are freebies, and then there are courses you can enroll in. And I can't imagine you wouldn't get some kind of benefit out of it, if not a great deal of benefit. So until next time, thank you for joining us here on reginameredith.com.